Hi everyone, welcome to the first official episode of Kept on Ice. Today, we will be taking a look at the unsolved case of Tiffany Darche Hollis, which took place in March of 2010 in Jacksonville, Florida. I would like to extend a quick trigger warning with this case as we will be discussing the murder of a minor and I know that can be a very upsetting topic for many people, but I personally felt this case was really important to talk about. And with that being said, we can get started with today's episode. If you're curious about my sources or where to find additional information on this case, please check out the show notes. So Tiffany Darche Hollis was born on December 28, 1993 in Jacksonville, Florida, to parents Shanda and Timothy Hollis. Tiffany was the oldest daughter of their three children, and Tiffany was described as an incredibly sweet, loving, and peaceful young woman who was quiet, friendly, and loved fashion. She has also been remembered for her love of children. Tiffany was also described as someone who would never cause trouble or be affiliated with trouble. Her mother has even said, quote, she was everything a mother would want in a child. Everyone loved her, end quote. And by all accounts, Tiffany seemed like a lovely young woman who had so many goals and aspirations. At the time of the crime, Tiffany was a sophomore in high school, attending the local Duval County Public School, Edward H. White High School. And she was working at the local daycare or after-school program, Little French's Christian Learning Center, where she was responsible for looking after the children present, referring back to her love of children. And though she loved working at this center and loved children, Her family has said that Tiffany had aspirations to go to college and become a realtor. So overall, Tiffany is a bright and beautiful young woman with a great head on her shoulders and dreams that she was working towards. So during Tiffany's sophomore year of high school, we come upon the day of the crime. On March 20th, 2010, Tiffany was planning to go on a shopping trip with four other young women she knew. And upon asking her mother to go out, her mother agreed. So that day, Tiffany and her mother told each other that they loved each other before Tiffany left out the door with those other young women. So the shopping trip consisted of Tiffany and four other unspecified women. The identities of these women have been withheld due to the crime being currently unsolved. And the identification of these women could not only compromise their safety, but also compromise the investigation of the crime. After finishing their shopping trip together around 9 p.m., The driver of the car decided she wanted to go see a friend in the Mixon Town community just south of McCoy's Creek. However, the driver was initially unsure of where to find the house where this friend lived, and they all got lost while looking for it. So it is my speculation that they had been circling the area a few times looking for this house. So eventually, when they were unable to locate the house, the driver finally decided to call the friend she was going to see and got specific directions on where to go. After that call, the driver drove to the intersection of Calvin and Belfort Street, and while sitting at a stop sign, the women heard a shot fired, followed by several others being directed at their vehicle. As you can imagine, everyone in the car starts to panic, and the driver actually put the car into reverse and began driving in reverse in an attempt to leave the scene and get everyone to safety. But unfortunately, the driver hit another car that was parked on the street, and they were unable to flee. 
It is unknown how many times the vehicle was shot at or struck, but as a result of this shooting, Tiffany, who was in the back seat, had been shot, and she collapsed onto the lap of a fellow passenger, where it has been reported that her last words she cried out were, Oh God. After the shots were no longer firing, the driver then got out of the car and went to look for help, while another passenger in the car called the police. Those who remained in the car with Tiffany begged her to breathe, and a survivor of the incident has said that Tiffany took some shallow breaths, but otherwise, she was silent. Eventually, the police and ambulance arrived on the scene, and they rushed Tiffany to the Jacksonville hospital, but unfortunately, she did not survive, and she was later pronounced dead at that hospital. In the aftermath of Tiffany's death, her family and friends were absolutely devastated, especially her mother and father. Her mother had just spoke to her that day, and now she was never going to see her daughter again. And she has said, quote, it's hitting me like a nightmare and I haven't woken up. I couldn't imagine the pain and the hurt they must have felt having to bury their first child, who was so young and had so much to give to this world. Tiffany's funeral services were held on March 27, 2010, at 11 a.m. at the All People International Church and she was later buried at the Riverside Memorial Park. When Tiffany was first killed, her mother would walk the street intersection where she was killed on the 20th of every month. She has been joined by family, friends, and supporters, all in hopes of turning up new leads in the case. But seemingly while the family had rallied and banded together to seek justice for Tiffany, tragedy struck the family again. On April 11, 2014, Tiffany's father, Timothy Hollis, took his own life at the age of only 41 years old. It was said that Tiffany's death took a major toll on him, and he couldn't live in a world without his sweet daughter. He was also later buried in Riverside Memorial Park near his daughter. I couldn't imagine the pain of having to bury your first child, and on top of that, not knowing who took them away from you. And it breaks my heart even more that this poor man suffered a loss that he seemingly never recovered from. It's just so incredibly sad that that happened only a few years after Tiffany's death and he passed without ever knowing what really happened to his daughter and who took her away from him. On March 20th, 2017, Tiffany's mother continued her search and answers for justice when seven years to the day since Tiffany was killed, she was joined by nearly 40 people who chanted, prayed, and paid respects to the young woman who lost her life far too soon. The walks have become somewhat of a staple to the Jacksonville area, with the goal of spreading awareness for the crime and encouraging local parents to protect their children from gun violence. The fight for justice is far from over. The case has run cold, but Tiffany's mother has said she has no intention of letting go of the effort to solve the murder, no matter how long it takes. And I quote, I will never forget. I will always miss my daughter. I just want the boys who did this to be held accountable. She has also said that she believes someone out there knows exactly who killed her daughter, and she hasn't lost hope that someday she will know too, but she has not heard anything about her daughter's case in several years. Despite organized walks on the 20th of each month through the neighborhood where Tiffany was shot and killed, no one has come forward with information on the shooter or the shooters, and the case has remained unsolved for the last 12 years. Tiffany's mother wants people to remember the goodness that was in Tiffany, and friends and family have fought for justice and to make sure Tiffany is never forgotten. The family created the Tiffany Darche Hollis Foundation in 2013, 
established a Christian Learning Academy in her name, and hosts annual fashion shows, tour drives, and organized monthly walks, all in hopes of bringing attention to Tiffany's unsolved murder and to honor her memory. The goal of the foundation is to help steer kids away from crime, and Shanda, Tiffany's mother, has made it her mission to stop gun violence in the city of Jacksonville. If you're curious about the foundation or the academy, I'll be sure to leave links to both of them in the show notes. But here's a quick quote from Tiffany's mother from their website explaining the foundation. Quote, I am Shanda Whitaker Ward, the founder of the Tiffany Darche Hollis Foundation. The foundation was founded in 2013 to honor my daughter Tiffany, an innocent victim of a drive-by shooting in Jacksonville, Florida. Tiffany's murderer or murderers have never been charged. The foundation's mission is to create programs and initiatives that aim to redirect youth in the community away from a career in crime. The foundation believes education is a tool that can stop the act of senseless violence that affects our neighborhoods. I believe we can stop youth violence before it starts. Studies have shown that education is a tool that can stop the act of senseless violence. The Tiffany Darche Hollis Foundation has launched numerous services focusing on combating youth violence in our community in the past 10 years, including the Justice for Tiffany Initiative, the Tiffany Darche Hollis Christian Academy, the Tiffany Darche Hollis After School Programs, and the Tiffany Darche Hollis Outreach Services, end quote. Overall, Tiffany's family has made great strides to ensure that she is never forgotten and that her memory will leave a lasting impact on the city of Jacksonville. And to me, nothing is more beautiful than taking a tragedy and turning it into a positive cause greater than yourself and your pain. It speaks volumes to the values of this family and what they hope to leave on the city of Jacksonville. So that is the complete overview of the case and its aftermath. And now we're going to get into some evidence and some suspects where I'm hoping we can have a little bit of a discussion on what we think happened. Now, as far as evidence and suspects with this case, none have been confirmed by the police as it is an open investigation. So there will be a great deal of speculation when discussing this case. So when it comes to the mix in town community, there is an understanding that this particular area of Jacksonville is known for having some issues between rival gangs, as well as other issues with gun violence. And it has been released that the young women were riding in an old ex-police car with tinted windows. It is my speculation that the car may have been formally used as a police vehicle, but was no longer marked as one. Again, this is speculation on my part, but I do believe it may have been one of those older models that are a little bit more identifiable as a police car. If you're familiar with older model police cars, they all tend to share that same shape. So I'm speculating that that was the vehicle in question. So this information is really important because Tiffany's family believes that her death was actually a case of mistaken identity. So thinking back to the events that led to the shooting, the young women were lost in an unfamiliar neighborhood known for issues related to gang violence in an unmarked ex-police car with tinted window. So I think it's fair to speculate that they may have been driving around the particular area in circles for a while before they called the friend to find the location of the house. And this area was known to have issues associated with gang violence. I think it's safe to speculate that they do not trust local police or have a good relationship with local police. So if it is the case that an unmarked 
ex-police car had been circling around the area for some time and the occupants of the vehicle were unknown, I believe that Tiffany's family's theory of mistaken identity makes perfect sense, possibly meaning that whoever shot at the vehicle may have been looking for someone else or possibly believed that the vehicle was monitoring or scoping out the area or believed that the vehicle was even being driven by a police officer. With that line of thinking, I completely agree with Tiffany's family. Again, everything previously discussed is speculation on my part, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this case. However, I ask that you always be respectful while discussing, because as a fan of true crime myself, nothing bothers me more than people talking about a case and seemingly forgetting that the case is comprised of real people with real pain and real feelings that should be given the utmost respect at all times. No excuses. So I would love to hear your thoughts as long as they are respectful to the victim and the surviving family. Tiffany Darshay Hollis is remembered by most as an angel who got her wings far too soon. Tiffany was described by her mother as a quiet but friendly girl who loved fashion and children. She leaves behind a beautiful family that will not rest until justice for her has been found. If you have any information, no matter how small you think it is, about Tiffany's unsolved murder, please call the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office at 904-630-2172. If you wish to remain anonymous, call Crime Stoppers at 866-845-TIPS or 866-845-8477. That concludes this episode, everyone, and I hope you all have an amazing rest of your day. Please be sure to leave a five-star review and to follow this podcast if you're enjoying the stories so far. Again, thank you so much for listening. Don't ever underestimate the power of your voice, and I will see you all in my next episode. Bye, everyone.